Hi, welcome to Convos with the Euros. I'm Daniel. And I'm Carla. We are a married couple sharing weekly conversations about God, family, ministry, and everything in between. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you Hi doing, guys. fam? I hope you guys are doing okay. It's been another wonderful week here in the Euro household. Absolutely. And we wanted to start off this podcast by saying that if you have not yet done so, if you enjoy these episodes, leave us a review down below. It really yes, helps please. out our podcast. It does. And follow us on social media. We have a Facebook and an Instagram just called Convos with the Euros. And I have my own personal YouTube channel called Carter Euro. Five stars. Whoop, whoop. Or you can even <laughs> follow us on our YouTube channel, the Euro. Subscribe. Yes. All right. Let's get started, Daniel. I Let's am excited it. about this subject because we're really wanting to talk to uh, not just young people, but I think definitely a lot of this is geared towards that. But to anybody, we're going to talk about how to steward your life. Carla, when you hear the word stewardship, what comes to your mind? What first comes to my mind is like money. Thank you. That's literally the first word that comes to my mind. Dinero. Why? Yes, because now all of you who are listening are going like, oh, I could use some money tips because I can't afford putting <laughs> gas in my car right now. I'm going from t $15 to $15. Neither can the rest of America. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Daniel has a pickup truck and to oh fill that thing gosh. is so much money that I am not even going to admit on here how much it's money. so sad, bro. Let's just say. It's staying in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> Go get the groceries. Walk. No, no. But, um. You know, I think money first comes to our mind because like, you know, we have to be good stewards of our money and invest it and all that stuff. But I think what there is a currency there, I think there is something even more valuable than money than than that physical, you know, coin or whatever. There is something that is even more important that we steward correctly. And that is our life, mm. our giftings, our voice, um, so our influence, good. our testimony. Um, that is in valuable can mm -hmm. even put a price on that and why is that um i think i think when it comes to you know thinking monetarily and thinking earthly um you can put a price you know on a dollar but you can't put a price on an experience because that experience can lead to more than just a dollar does that make sense hmm. like uh, an experience can lead to businesses and businesses can lead to millions yeah is that is that like too deep or does that make sense no that makes sense so you know when we talk about like your life we're talking about like the things i mentioned like your influence the giftings that you have on your life understanding that nothing that you have is just yours when you're a believer you say you know this is god's mm. like what can god do with this I, I know how to make instagram reels well how can i glorify god with that you so know yep. am i just going to show off my body and the things i have or am i going to try to glorify the lord on, with the good. little influence I've been given. Maybe you have a good job and it pays well. What are you going to do with that, you know, monetary gain that you have? Are you going to, you know, just live a lavish lifestyle? Nothing wrong with that. But or are you going to sow it into something mm -hmm. else? Um, almost like an eternal investment. So I think I think that's what it is, Daniel. Like, you know, it's not just our money, but it, it is truly our lives, our skills, our talents, yeah. which can reproduce something else. Right. You know, and, right. and others. And biblically speaking, when, when Christians talk about being a good steward, it's always money and stuff like that. But how can you steward not just your life, but how can you steward the things that God has put you in? 
Mm, um, the things that like when we went through this uh, tragedy, um, I told us it was in the hospital. I remember I still had the trach in and I was like, I can't wait to see what God does with this miracle. That's that good. was one of the first things I, you know, I didn't say it, but I, I mouthed it. <laughs> let me let me tell this story right here because it was a powerful moment. It was literally a life changing moment because obviously, you know, Daniel was sedated for a long time, especially during the worst of of his um, trial. And yeah. I know we tell this story all the time, but I just feel like there's new people that might not have heard it. So, so last year in 2021, Daniel um, caught COVID and spent three months hospitalized, almost lost his life. His lungs shut down and so did his kidneys. Today, his lungs, of course, have improved. He's not on oxygen. He's doing great. But... <laughs> <laughs> cue the sound effects <laughs> but now um his kidneys are still not working and he's gonna need a kidney transplant so yep. he is on dialysis he does it at home and it's great so i mean it's not great it's not great but but it's great that he gets to be here at home yeah <laughs> but um anyways so all that to say that when he was um he had been in the hospital less than two months he was still in the icu he had a trach in his throat um he was still hooked up to a ventilator but at this point they were taking him off the sedation they were allowing me to go in and see him and spend the day with him um and daniel wasn't able to communicate he couldn't speak because he still had a trach and he still had a ventilator um, that was connected to it um but he was able to mouth to me at one moment he just looks at me he just mouths got they're not ready for what's gonna come out of this mm-hmm. And we both just started bawling and Daniel would just keep mouthing. They're not ready. They're not ready. When we start telling of the miracle that God has done, when we start stewarding what we have been given. And so that's what we mean. That's like, what are you going to do? Like, yes, we went through a horrible experience and trust me, I've wanted nothing more than to be a hermit and just crawl into a hole and like (laughs) life. I've encountered even like mental health struggles throughout this whole process because honestly, it was so straining all that we have been through. I'm yep. um, thinking that, you know, at any moment they'll call me and my husband has passed away at 24 years old. So it's been intense. But Very, yeah. we looked at each other and we said, when we get out of this hospital, because I was in there in the hospital with him every day, almost 12 hour days, every yeah. single day, was, every single day, seven days a week. It was crazy. I quit my job to take care of him. So it, it was a crazy period in, a lot, in our life. But we looked at each other and we're like, the world ain't ready. We're doing this mm-hmm. because the world is not ready to hear. Like, this is so amazing. This is so uh, just, it, it is, it is just, it leaves you in awe. We would have nurses come in and, and tell us, oh my God, mm-hmm. I can't believe the progress that I've seen. I saw you when you like crying. Like I saw, I was on the shift when, when you were almost dying and we were going to lose you. Like it, it, it's, it, it was mind blowing seeing all of that. Because there was people that literally saw him at death's doorstep and mm-hmm. then are seeing him weeks later and he is like sitting up. He's beginning to talk. He's beginning um, to eat. He's, 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 they got to see my personality. Okay. They saw my jokes. They, they couldn't like, believe dude it. Is joking around. He's and all we could dead. say was like, oh, we're Christians and we believe God did it. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I know that lives were impacted. And, and we just can't wait to see what more lives will be impacted to see what God can do, you yeah. know? Um, so I think that's what we mean when we say steward. We're yeah. saying like, did God give you a miracle? Did God save you from something? You know, maybe maybe you just have the skill that you're great with technology. You're great with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you're great with uh, videography or photography. Like, what are you going to do with it? Take those skills, hone in and say, God, use this. That's so good. That is so good. And I feel like um, I, I don't know who it was that was talking about... Um, being uh uh i i think it might have been lecrae 
or Aha Gazelle, one of them, um, that you know it, they, they were talking about. Um, I'm not a I'm a I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm a rapper that's Christian. Hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but but I but I I think I was listening to Jordan Lee Dooley, which is one of my favorite um, kind of influencers and now she's an author and everything i just think she's awesome so she was talking about how sometimes we try to niche down and create and make out of our faith turn it into a niche right Mm -hmm. so we try to um what she was saying is that we try to take our faith and say like that's that's our pocket like that's our niche yeah and she was saying no it is your foundation it it, it, it is your everything your faith in god it is your everything so i'm a christian i'm a rapper that's christian yeah, or I am an entrepreneur and I'm a Christian, right. and and it it bleeds like what the way she was putting it was like it bleeds into everything that I do, and I so agree with that because when you turn your faith into uh, your niche, mm-hmm, first I think you're gonna burn out. Not well, no, I don't think you're gonna burn out, but I think you're gonna just like honestly, people need to hear like an explanation or mm-hmm. or like it's it's okay if you're an entrepreneur a professional it's a okay. professional like i am a nurse but my christianity it bled through into yeah. everything that i did you know i wasn't able to i wasn't supposed to be sharing my faith all the time with patients because i have to observe their cultural practices and not observe them but i had to respect them and yeah. um so i couldn't just you know push you know my faith on people but i but I didn't need to. There was people that they would start talking to me about their faith. And mm-hmm. I was able to encourage them be like, you know what? I am a Christian too. And I'm a, I am a worship pastor. And, you know, like, and, and they would just talk to me about their faith. Or there was people that were like, can you pray for me? And they mm-hmm. weren't believers. But, you know, they, they knew that they were so sick that they needed that prayer. So right. it bleeds through. It bleeds through into right. everything you do. And it goes to, like, you know, when I was um, managing at, at Walgreens, it was I wasn't able to share. Just much like you, I wasn't able to share my faith. But um, in the way I acted, you know, in the things that I said and, and the way I carried myself, there was a difference. Um, so it's not that that the Christianity becomes your persona and, and it becomes, you know, everything that you are, but you do it through Christ, if that makes sense. Does that, mm. does that make sense? It does. Um, you're doing it through Christ. You're doing it through Christ. You're doing it through Christ. Like, keep hammering that. Keep keep with that notion because that'll get you from, you know, going into, you know, depression at work and, and hating your life to I'm doing this for the glory of God. Hmm. You know, it'll it'll really change the perspective. Anyway, um, did we get off topic? No, steward. Oh yeah, Spring. there you go. And and we can go back to the parable of the talents, right? Okay. Which is infamous for for this topic. So we have a, and I'm not going to say everything, you know, exactly right because I don't have it in front of me. But basically, there's a story that Jesus tells. It's a parable, and he was trying to get a point across to his listeners. Mm-hmm. And basically, what he says is that there is this wealthy man who has to go off, you know, I think to do business or something. Yeah. And he has three servants, and he for again, I'm not going to get the numbers right, but you'll get the gist of it. So one of them he gives like a hundred talents, which was the currency of the time. Then he gives to one of them 10 and another one gets five. So obviously disproportionate amounts, but he basically tells him, take care of it. Yeah. And the funny thing is that he doesn't tell them exactly how to take care of it. And he doesn't tell them exactly what to do just says, or to multiply it. or invest it. He literally just says, take care of it. Mm-hmm. So one of them, the one with the most amount goes and he invests it and he like doubles it or something like that. And then the other one who had like 10, does the same thing and he invests the money um, and he 
again, you know, makes an investment that actually yields fruit. And then the one who had the least amount buries the money and keeps it supposedly safe. Now we would all say investing someone else's money is a very risky thing to do, right? Because you can end up losing it. Yeah. And when the master comes back and he has the servants tell them, you know, tells the servants, bring me back my money. He is so excited about the two that invested it and were able to make a profit, but he is so angry at At the the one one who had the least amount and did nothing with it, just hit it. So he ends up taking that five and giving it to the others who had, or giving it to the one who had the most. And it, it makes it go like, well, how unfair is that? Right? Because he wasn't told that he needed to, uh, invest the money he was just told to take care of it and he did just that right he hid it but i think what jesus was trying to teach us here that in the terms of the kingdom of god when god gives us something he expects us not to hide it why why what are you hiding it for like you are not benefiting yourself or anyone else and every gift that comes from god is to benefit the body right it's to benefit everyone else for for the growth of the body of christ Absolutely. And when we hide it out of fear, out of it's going to get taken away from us, it's going to get stolen or it really comes from a selfish heart. Yes. Of that's saying, good. well, I don't want to disappoint or the master. Or this is mine and, and I can't, I have to be number one. And and almost the excuse of that one servant was like, well, I wanted to keep it safe. Mm-hmm. No, you played it safe. Mm-hmm. You didn't keep it safe. That's you good. You played it safe. That's good. Um, and because of that, no one else benefited from you. The master didn't benefit from from you keeping you it take safe. none of the risk so you get none of the reward yes that's exactly what we're seeing here in this situation um and i think when when it comes to that and in, in christ my gosh there is so much benefit to taking those risks in the lord because he comes through um it may not be in mm. the moment that you expected it may not be how you wanted but there is always a great ROI when it comes to the things of the Lord, return on investment. Mm-hmm. There's always a great return on investment when it comes to the things of the Lord. And if it comes to it, a heavenly, um, uh, uh, what is due or what is owed, if it comes to you get it in heaven, more glory to it. The reward, yeah. More glory to it. Um, so when it comes to investing or when it comes to being a good steward, um, like we were, Carla and I were just talking about, it, it extends more than just money. Um, and for the husbands, it's stewarding your home. Mm, how do you steward good. your kids? How do you how do you take care of your wife? How do you take care of your kids? How do you take care of your home? How do you how do you establish the finances? So, Carla, what do you think about that when it comes to the female perspective? That is so good. It, it goes along the same lines, but as a wife, or I'm not a mom yet, but um, I have beautiful moms, you know, in my life. Um, so I think when it comes down to a woman, it has to do with how do you steward your home in the sense of how, with the atmosphere that you keep. I think I think what I have noticed as a wife, I don't know if you've noticed as Daniel or you have the same perception, but I've noticed as a wife that. The way I feel and react to things that you use that as a gauge. Yeah. Um, so if 100% I, you control the atmosphere. If I freak out about something or I'm worried about finances or I'm worried about this or worried about that, I notice that you 
get as as much as you try not to show it you do get stressed out too or or you get you know freaked out and and even as the fact that like in in our relationship i'm not i am your wife but also you know with all the medical things that we have to deal with if i freak out about something i get really nervous about a procedure you start looking at me and going i'm gonna die where are you worried are you yeah necessarily but like wait you're worried about this you know and and so it has also to be with like you know what am I giving off to my family? I know it's just you and I, but when we have children, like I want to give them hope and confidence yep. and like in a healthy and loving environment. And like you said, for you as a husband, I, I definitely agree with you a hundred percent. Like you steward our home in terms of like how you take care of me and how you'll take care of our children when we have them one day. Right. Um, yeah. Like definitely your home is something you steward. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, and I think it goes more than just that, like especially honing in on your kids. Um, the way you you raise your children, being a good steward of your child, mm-hmm. that's such a big responsibility. And why it's important to make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's good. It's it, to make it a priority. I feel like sometimes, like um, there might be parents who feel like they had kids a little too early, so they missed out on a lot of things, and they unintentionally hold that against their kids. Um, mm-hmm. Like you robbed me of. And it's almost a common theme in the world right now. Of like. Yeah you know, almost like having children and maybe setting aside some career goals or things like that, holding them off. Like that's almost like a bad thing. It's almost viewed as in like, well, that's so sad. Like she had to give up her dreams to raise her kid. But like it is, it is like such a beautiful and important thing. It is an honor to raise children. Like I look at my sister-in-law, she has a career as a teacher, um, was doing great. (laughs) Um, even though it was driving her absolutely bonkers, but like she quit her job to be with her kids. And of course, like that's not an easy decision to make, but those are the, like her, like our nephew is so smart because mom stays home with him and mom teaches him. And, and just to see the way that she has just poured her life into her kids in this season, you know, when they're just babies, like our niece is nine months old and our um, nephew turned two in February. It's like, the way they're, she's poured her life into so them, well. they and getting to have mom home and mom teaching them things. I, I hope I can get to you know have that experience of being yeah. home with the kids, you know. But it is a beautiful thing. It is a wonderful thing, and it doesn't have to be for forever. But it's like, it's a sacrifice, but yep. it's also like it's going to yield amazing fruit one day of these amazing human beings who have got like their start with mom at home teaching them. So it's great, yeah. and I think that's good because um. What you were talking about, that point you were putting, it's a sacrifice and it'll yield good fruit. I feel like in, in living in a, in a world where we have to uh, reap what we sow, you know, um, we don't go off of what the world goes off of. Mm-hmm. So the world says, you know, you have to you have to make your own path. You have to push other people out of the way. You have to use others as your stepping stool. Um, you have to be slick. You know, you have to sometimes do things uh, under the books. Um, but when you do things right and you allow God to help you pursue that dream, when you allow God to help you pursue that goal, it, it's so... Um, uh, I don't know how to how do you explain it, but um, you will find that you you go further with God than you could ever on your own. You will find That's that good. that you That's will good. you will be in places that you never expected to be, but it's because you put God first, because you were stewarding the talents He gave you, because you were stewarding the wisdom that He gave you, because you can use your wisdom and and put others to shame easily. 
But if you use that wisdom and bring it to others in in humility, man, what God can do with that, ridiculous. What God can do with a humble heart, amazing things, amazing yeah. things. That that takes a lot of trust and it takes a lot of faith of saying, you know what? I'm not going to do this on my own strength. I'm going to let God do it. And that's yeah. really why like stewarding things God's way, um, like you were saying of like, I'm not going to step on other people for me to get up um, to mm. get that platform or whatever have you you know it, it it is such a powerful thing that you just said right there like i, I want to hone in on that like that is so powerful to say yeah. i I'd rather trust god than do this on my own strength like yeah. he could give me more influence than i could ever give myself i'm just like i'm gonna let god do it like i'm not yeah. gonna try to stick my hand in the pot i'm gonna end up getting burned so that was good and you know it <laughs> that was good sound like a puerto rican mom Dale, quémate. <laughs> it, it, but like for real like it is such a like important thing of saying you know what no i'm, I'm doing this god's way mm. it, it is so so important that's so good um i don't i don't think it's easy um uh, i want to no. make that disclaimer no um i know it sounds like it's easy talking about it sure is <laughs> way, way easier talking about it it's not easy living it it's not um we don't want to give off the impression that that um like like i said that we it comes easy to us uh, same thing with pursuing the podcast um I'm I'm stepping out of my shell, my comfort zone doing this. Carla stepping out of her comfort zone by doing this. Um the YouTube channel, the the constant posting on social media promoting the podcast. Um it's it's uh it's how how do you say that in I, I always say in Spanish, me da vergüenza like um it is because I'm not ashamed, but no, no um, vergüenza. Like, I'm just shy. It is. Um, it, it is kind of like oh, you know, if someone that knows me, you know, yeah. finds it. But it, but it really is this thing of like a fire shut up in my bones that I'm not gonna just keep it right. in. Like I, I have to speak yeah. about what God it's is crazy doing and has what done. What happened? Like, I can't. I I picture someone else that's gone through this. What would they do? Hmm. I don't think they'd stay quiet. No, I don't think they could. No. And it really comes down to saying like, because God gave it to me, because it, it is this gratitude thing of saying like, because God gave me like, again, for you, it might be a talent in photography or videography, where it might be an aptitude to be able to teach. And so mm -hmm. you, you become, you know, a teacher or you're, you're breaking barriers. You're the first one to go to college in your family. Like you, you really are breaking barriers. You're breaking through generational curses and your family's mm -hmm. looking at you like, what? Hmm. You could never do that. And you're saying, but God gave it to me and right. I have to. And it is a fire shut up in your bone of like, I can't hold this in. It's it's a That's God good. thing. And um, and moving on that, despite maybe criticisms or like people that might not believe in you. And sometimes that is a pointer that it is God. You know, mm. I'm just going to break that news to you gently. Um, <laughs> just but slide that in just there. Just going to slide that in there. But it, the, the reality is like, you know, sometimes God's going to call you to do things that people won't understand or um, people disagree with. Mm. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I think one of the one of the biggest things or one of the biggest detainers is other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll stop you from moving mountains. Um, but if you can trust that the Lord has called you to it, if you can trust that the Lord will equip you. Um, I think the big the big um, phrase is uh, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I said that right, right? Yeah. He equips yeah. the called. If he called you to it, 
he'll he'll equip you for it. Yeah. And I think you need to hold tight to that. Hold fast to that, you know. Maybe you're listening and you need that word right now of encouragement. Um, you feel like you're going through a season where uh, you started off and, and you felt like, man, this was this was exactly where God has me. And this is what I've been called to. But now you feel like, you know, you're not sure. And you feel like you're in a weird season of transition. If, if God called you to it, he will get you through it. He will give you the strength to get through it. I know that um, that it's difficult. The seasons that we go through difficult the seasons that we experience, but if we can hold tight, if we can hold tight and listen to the to the to the word of God, I I, I love this this one song. Um, it says, "Me aferraré a tu gran amor." I will hold fast to your great love. Mm. My God, hold tight to the only immovable object in your life, which is Christ. That'll get you through it. I mean, that's what got me through it. So, <laughs> so, got me through it. So, go for it. Yeah. But anyways, we, we hope that this episode has inspired you yes. um, in some way to really say, what, what are the things that I have in my life and how can I use them to the glory of God? Maybe you're just a stay-at-home mom, but you are raising some amazing human beings for mm the lord Come you know on, teach good. them the ways of god train a child on the way they should go and they shall never depart and maybe you are you know you know how to write and you can write good stories like mm -hmm. god can use that so really what we're trying to say today is what is in your hands like god told moses what is Ooh, in your hands and what on, can i preach use? it carla <laughs> that is good what's yeah, in your hands what's in your hands and just put it to use for the glory of god and watch god do something with it it might take years it might take weeks or it might take a few days whatever it is god can use it yes um so anyways we hope that you have been inspired and encouraged don't forget to leave us a review right there a five-star review five stars yes yes write something there um we would love to get to know who's listening if not connect with us on social media and the euros youtube channel or in conference with the euros on instagram and facebook and we will talk to you guys in the next one yep bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.